Welcome to the Dream Plan Start Grow Show, where the goal is to provide you tips and tools to create and execute your business plan for success. Welcome back to the Dream Plan Start Grow Show. My name is Allison Turner. I started these interviews because I really love entrepreneurship and I believe each of us can learn from each other. So whether you're brand new to business, you want to start a business, or you've been in business a really long time, definitely check out some of my other shows on the Dream Plan Start Grow YouTube channel, as well as some of the audio channels. Today, I'm honored to have with me the Twang Sisters, Gail Beecraft and Vicki Everett. Welcome. Thank you both for joining me today. Thank you. Thanks Thanks for having us. Yes. So I know you're a relatively newer business. And I'm not sure how long you've been in business exactly, but how did you decide to kind of get started? Well, first of all, what do you do? And then how did you decide to get started in what you're doing? Do you want to take that or do you want me to? Well, it's it's kind of funny. We didn't start out planning on having a business. No. The business kind of came to us. And um, it was one of those things where we're like, well, why not? And so we've, we've learned along the way, but we're getting ready to come up on our fourth year in next month in May. Mm -hmm. So, but we've just recently within like the past six to nine months, really taken it to a, to a bigger level. A new level. Yeah. Yeah. So we (laughs) kind of met by chance through Rise and Grind with Glenn Lundy and we volunteered at his first big event in Paris, Kentucky. And it was so funny because we're both from Paris, born and raised in Paris, Kentucky, never knew each other until that event. And so we had been conversing back and forth through Rising Ground on the morning show for months. And then we finally met in person and we volunteered together for the gifts for his speakers. And at that time, we weren't thinking anything at all of it. Right. So, yeah. and, it, and it's really strange because we live in a town of like 10,000 people. It, Paris is really small, but I there, know. Was, there was enough of an age gap there that we weren't in the same like high school or anything like that together. And so we had been seeing each other and kind of, you know, saying good morning all these, these times. And we, when we did the uh, VIP tent, we were like, oh my gosh, we can't believe. And so from there though, we met Danelle Delgado, and you can't meet Danelle Delgado in your life and not be changed. It's impossible. Right. She was one of the speakers, and, you know, we just, of course, we were, like, all fangob because she was there and stuff, and, and uh, so we're going to have to hang out sometime, and that, that sure opportunity came <laughs> not too long after yeah, we actually connected with her in a, at the Hustle and Grind Con event in Orlando, and which Glenn and all them were at, and she was a speaker. And I think she liked us as much as we liked her. She couldn't get past our twang. She loved it. And so (laughs) (laughs) we invited her back to Kentucky, and we hung out with her at the Kentucky Castle and had an amazing, what, three or four days. Yes. And that's when we just spoiled her. It was her birthday, and we brought gifts. We rented a limo. We went on these excursions. We just did all these things just because we loved her. And she stopped like that second day and she goes, look, 
I'm a talent scout. I see this in y'all. You've got this Southern hospitality thing and you need to make it a business. And we walked out with a business plan. We and did. Our head's spinning. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> we had brought her big um, sheets of paper where she, I mean, she gave us a funnel and everything of how this could work. And it was something that just never had crossed our minds. But we're like, well, you know, this is what we love is just to make people feel warm and welcome when we do things. And so we've had, a we've had changes along the way, yeah. uh, but they've been great changes mm-hmm. that we've been able to implement. And like she said, it's how you make people feel. And so the Maya Angelou quote, people might forget what you said. They might forget what you did, but they will never forget how you made them feel, whether it's good or bad. They will never forget that feeling. And we took that and we built a whole business around that. So, yeah, pretty wild, isn't it? Have you ever been twanged, Allison? I have not personally been twanged. I've twanged someone else. (laughs) But But I have not personally been twanged. But um, no, that's awesome. I mean, I think that's that's interesting. You didn't know each other in Paris, Kentucky, because I, you know, the first time I heard Paris, Kentucky, which was back when I was um, in my early twenties after college, I went and I was teaching tennis in a club in Chicago. And one of the pros was from Paris, Kentucky, and I'm from Indianapolis, Indiana. So I'm not that far from Kentucky. So I know some about Kentucky and I'd been to Louisville and I'd been to, you know, Lexington and, you know, the bigger cities or whatever, but I was like, Paris, Kentucky, what the heck is, you know, where's that? And so that's the first time, I mean, I met, I worked with somebody from Paris, Kentucky back in, back in the day. So the first time I ever heard of it. And then I like all of a sudden when I found the, the uh, breakfast with champions room on clubhouse, I was like, Paris, Kentucky again. (laughs) You'll have to tell me who that was. um, If you don't want to say their name on uh, the, you know, here on the podcast, we'll have to talk about that because I was a tennis player and my dad was real instrumental in like getting the tennis program to a lot of kids and a lot of kids that wouldn't have that opportunity. So that's always been near and dear to me. That's cool. Remind me me when you finish, I'll let you know, because I got to, I got to think of his last name, but I know, I know the first name. So maybe, you know, it's not that big a town. So (laughs) I don't know if that'll be helpful or not. You probably (laughs) thought when you heard Paris though, Paris, France with our twang and all, huh? Wee (laughs) wee. Yeah, that's right. That's what I was thinking. (laughs) Yeah, from Paris, France. (laughs) <laughs> we're we're in yeah. the cool Paris, Kentucky, though, because there's a lot of hospitality horses. Mm-hmm. That's that's you know deep and rich from where we're from. So you know it's kind of like second nature to us that we enjoy right. what we do. Yeah. Well, and I think that's really important in any business that you have a passion for whatever whatever it is you're doing. You know, and I think. You know, some people go into business for money. You know, they see the opportunity and they see the dollar signs and that's it. But I think, you know, when you can go into it with a real passion, I mean, that's when you can really make it work. That's when you can really thrive in a business and be excited about coming to work every day and not have that mundane, you know, there's always going to be days of frustration in any business, but, you know, not have that mundane over and over and over again. Oh yeah, absolutely. It's because we very rarely do the same, you know, thing. It's it's all custom gift giving, and we've just had the pleasure of being a part of a lot of really 
um, a young boy that had cancer and um, the, his friend's mother reached out to us who is in part of the Rise and Grind community. And she said, we just really want to twang him. And he was a big um, football fan and uh, the University of Alabama. Mm-hmm. And so you just can't believe the people that reached out to us that wanted to be a part of this. And it was a whole movement. It, it was. And we had the wow. biggest basket that we delivered. Um, and he, he just was so shy. I mean, it just made his day. And he had had kind of a rough weekend. And so when he got that, it just changed his whole demeanor. And that's what it's right. about that's to us about. is that reaction that we get to see that heartfelt because mm-hmm. we've really put our hearts into what we're putting together. Mm-hmm. And so lifting them up. And the coach of the University of Alabama actually sent us a huge box full of gear and all kinds of stuff from Alabama. Wow. The players signed it, the book he signed it, an mm-hmm. autographed picture. And this little boy was blown away. I mean, it was a huge box. And so we put that That's in great. with stuff we had ordered. People had, they jumped on, they made shirts for him with his favorite player's number and name. On it. it was just absolutely amazing. And ones like that, we will, if we can, we will hand deliver. And so we hand delivered it to the person that called us and ordered it for him. So it's just... Those kind of feelings, like Gail said, you know, that's why we do what we do because it makes us feel good too. And it's like God's working through us. So it's not about us. It's about what God can do through us for others. And that we find that in every single gift we do. No, that's awesome. I mean, I think that's such a powerful statement. I think, you know, when you can really make a difference in someone else's life, Mm -hmm. you know, even if it's that little difference and that little feeling just to uplift their day for that moment. Um, you know, cause then every time they pick up the coffee mug or whatever was in the package, they're going to remember like that moment again. Oh, absolutely. And most of these people, we have no clue who they are. I mean, we just research them a little bit and then what the part, whoever orders it, what they tell us. But I mean, these gifts are going clear across the United States in a lot of different directions. And so it's really cool to look and see that the impact that we can make on people that we've never even met and probably never will meet. So, yeah, we become the FBI. We pull up (laughs) social media. We creep on them. We call them friends. We call them mama. And we get all the information that we can. And we come up with like a wow item. And then we build around that. So that part of what we do is just so cool. We just, we just recently did that with a news broadcaster. She had us on her show. She actually came here to where we do our work. And I don't know if you caught that episode, but she, uh, it was the coolest (laughs) thing because she asked us ahead of time what we do. And we thought what better way to describe what we do than to actually twang her to show her in that way. Right. So we did. And you could see her face when she first walked in, she was drawn to this big basket, bright and beautiful. And I saw her keep looking at it. And then when we started filming as Gail and I were describing the items, you could just see her face. And on the last item we said, and this person's favorite scripture was this. And we held up a book, a scripture book, a journal with that inscripted on it. And she goes, oh my God, that's like my favorite scripture. And we're like, well, (laughs) you've been twanged. (laughs) She said, oh my God, I've been twanged. Right there on national TV. I've been twanged. (laughs) 
And not everybody knows what that means, but it was funny. <laughs> yeah, I, I did see that episode of your video there, and I was like, oh, my God, that's too funny. Because I was trying to figure out if it was staged or not. So now you're saying it wasn't no, staged. No, no, she had like, no idea. And we called that's one of her great. best friends, and we got on her social media. We knew she was involved with the country music awards and all the country music, like all the artists that yeah. come in town, she and this other guy have a show and they interview them, they meet with them off, you know, off camera too. And so they actually go to the CMA awards and they've won big awards wow. for their show. And so we got her a wooden boot that's a charcuterie board and we built everything. She also loved Lily Pulitzer. So, you know, there's just ways to tie all that in together. And then we hooked her with the little scripture, favorite scripture. So. <laughs> but what was so cool is she was one of the speakers at the first event right. that we did and we where we did the VIP gifts wow. for that tent. She was one of the speakers. So it was kind of full circle and it even had even more meaning for us. So. Yeah. 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 That's great. So how do you scale a business like this? Because obviously if you customize everything, it makes it a little harder because if you're doing a lot of research for different gifts and things like that, obviously, you know, I guess if you were doing bigger gift orders for like an office or a wedding party or something like that, that's a way to scale a little bit more. But right. um, we, you know, from a business not, perspective, how do you scale that that type of industry? We don't. The custom gifts are great and we love doing that. But really, if you wait it all out, we probably don't make much money on those. So we have come up with, we do a lot of gifts were like speaker gifts and stuff. And then we started doing these boxes of hope. And each mm -hmm. time we do one, we kind of change it just a little bit. Like our current one is focusing on mothers and women that are strong. And we've got this little devotional book and it's called Strong oh, very cool. by Lisa yep. Devere. And it's just devotions and it, it's just a really neat book. And then we also put um, this little coffee mug with the scripture on it. She's clothed in strength and dignity. We've got that in there. And then a bracelet all about being strong. And it's got a tree that reminds you of growth. And so we packaged Very this cool. up into a box of hope that we call it. And we just did this, just launched it this week. And we've already had a ton of sales. So I think awesome. we can mass produce those, you know, a lot faster and reach more people, but the message is still just as strong. So, right. It's a little bit easier. I think when you think about scaling a business like this too, when you come up with the initial idea mm -hmm. and then you just have to duplicate that several times over. Whereas when we're doing right. it, just the customized, it's really hard because you've got to totally, you know, research and then just do what that one person would want. Mm -hmm. So this is a little right. bit, I think, uh, better formula for scaling when we do the boxes. Mm -hmm. So with the newer business, like what have been some of your greatest challenges in the business? Mm, I think something that we found out quickly where we were small and we were new and we didn't have a website at the time, people we're not willing to let you have like a wholesale account because, yeah. you know, and, and what we do, 
We don't buy a lot of bulk in anything, but it does help if we can get like the wholesale price. So from that, we decided if we're going to grow and we're going to do the things we need to do, we're going to have to get that website. And even though we won't be a brick and mortar, we'll have that. And that was a big game, game changer. changer for us when we had a couple of really big companies extend that to us. And it really was a good feeling when mm -hmm. we were able to check that off the list. Yeah, and have a professional looking website. <laughs> and we also started a merch store and our shirts came yes. from that. And that's our fun side. That's our little twangy fun side. And we have all the expressions on there or a few to start out. So this one says, pardon my twang. <laughs> we got one that says, mind your biscuits. <laughs> Um, what's some more? Hey y'all. Hey y'all. Y'all ain't right. And y'all ain't right. And y'all right. You thought of somebody just then when we said that. I know you did. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Y'all with that Southern accent. Uh. <laughs> no, I, I visited Al what was it? Alabama? No, Arkansas one time. And I had a doubles partner one time that I was playing with that was from Arkansas. And her mother spoke like really slowly with that Southern draw. And everyone spoke really slowly. I was like, oh my God, like I was a teenager at the time. So I, you know, coming from Indiana and I was in Indianapolis, so I was in the city and not in like Southern Indiana or something like that. And it was just funny because everything was just really slow. How many <laughs> syllables? Like, can we start moving? Yeah, it's like how many <laughs> syllables can you draw that word out into? You know, yeah. it's like yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> um, I don't spend enough time in the deep south <laughs> to like fit, probably to fit into the deep south. You know, Florida doesn't count as the deep south, so I know they get left, in the they get left off well, the list, and that seems to to bother people that. That Florida's not considered, you know, real Southern, like maybe because it's well, don't bother I mean, her because we're like a melting pot of all these other states. Saying retired, so people. I think unless you're, well, and it's yeah, I mean, some are retired, you know, and some are just transplants from different. You know, I was born down here, but I grew up in the Midwest for the most part. But, um, but I still kind of consider myself native because I've lived here probably longer than anywhere else in my life at this point yeah 28 years here so um between like the very beginning and for six years and then now so but most people are not necessarily from here but I think the panhandle and maybe that area is considered maybe more the south but you know that's a little different I mean it's just different feel than where I am so yeah so what have so what have you been of your some of your greatest successes to date? I know you've talked about you know how you're making people feel and things like that, but um, you know even from a business standpoint, like what have been some of your greatest successes? Well, we had a national publication a few months ago. We huh? were featured in uh, New York Weekly, and so oh, I think wow. it's just getting the word out there, kind of of what we do. We're we're totally different than a lot of other businesses that yeah. kind of do the same thing because of the way we go about it, and because we add this splash of twang to it. But <laughs> so that that's a big deal. We've done some big weddings. We've done. Uh, we're trying to get step more into that with weddings and events and things like that. Just kind of tipping our toe in the water in different places, all revolving around Southern hospitality though. Okay. Yeah. 
we've we've really uh, been able in some of the the jobs that we've done for like some speakers gifts uh, for different conferences and for like the wedding favors that we did for a big wedding this summer. People had come from the groom was from France. And so, and a lot of the family was from Canada and all around. So we're able to reach a little bit outside of our, of here in the United States mm-hmm. when we get those kind of opportunities. And you just keep hoping for that, you know, big break that somebody's going to say like, oh my gosh, these are great. I've got a wedding coming up or or whatever the instance may be. But it's just a lot of times word of mouth is kind of a little bit of a slower mm-hmm. pace to get there. So that helps when you can reach like 165 people right. at one time. That really helps. Well, we added a little creative flair to it, too, because even though the groom was from France and the bride was from Kentucky, when they were dating, he came over here and he loved L.A. I guess they met in college or whatever. And he loved L.A. And he wanted us to incorporate that. We're like, incorporate L.A.? Because we were thinking little mini champagnes. That's usually what we do. But it turned out to be one of our most creative, cool gifts because at the reception, everybody got an L.8. And then they also got a cookie that we had designed with their initials for the bride and groom. And we dutied that all up, twanged it up. And it was really cool. And it was bringing Kentucky as a part of their wedding, bringing it right back into their wedding. So she stayed with her roots and he was happy. And it's just kind of yeah. cool to be able to do that. Take a little taste of Kentucky and put it in stuff. No, oh, that's great. That's great. I mean, I have a I have a client. I think she sold her business or she was supposed to sell it this spring. I don't know if she finally did or not, but she does, um, she's actually in your area in the Lexington, she's Southern Indiana, but she does a lot of like, uh, she did like bridal shows, but you know, for vendors and things like that. Um, I don't know if she, as I said, she was supposed to be selling it. It was kind of a hush hush thing. So I'll have to check and see if she actually sold it. Cause I mean, it might be interesting to even like exhibit a show like that, you know, Mm -hmm. for that area. Yeah, we did. We got an offer to do that in January and we had been at a point where we were so slammed the last (laughs) quarter of the year. It's just like we didn't have the the time or the manpower to put together when you've never done a show like that. But it was like a bridal expo and I think it would have been great. Uh, exposure for us. So mm-hmm. we're going to hopefully get invited back for this next January and then hopefully we can get in and that maybe will help us also. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Now I'll have to see if she still owns the company or not because she would do them two or three times a year usually. Um, so it wasn't just like January. I know she had one earlier this year, but she would do a couple more kind of through, you know, leading into this, I guess, season up there. <laughs> so. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so often that's how you you meet people, and that's how we've kind of built our businesses through connections. It started with yeah. Glenn, and then and then to then to then to then to now, and then it has just branched out. Every single gift or event or whatever that we do, we get connections. You know, we make connections from that. So I think that's that's really cool too, part of our business right. and who we are and our outreach. Yeah, no, absolutely. No, that's that's awesome. So where do you see the next steps of where you're going? You know, cause obviously you said you started almost four years ago, you built kind of slowly and then now you've, 
in the six to nine months, you've been more on that upward trajectory. So where do you think, see the next kind of six to nine months going? Boxes. I think that the boxes are really going over well. And we put that one up just this week. We launched this box. And I mean, we had a ton of people reach out to us because there's an emotion attached to that and they can feel that and they immediately want to either get it for themselves or send it to someone, send that box of hope, that box of strong, you know, you're strong, you're awesome, you're brave. And so I think anytime we can do a box and we lay a message and keep the price efficient enough, we can duplicate that better and get more out there. So I can see us, don't you think, you know, doing a whole lot more boxes, um, more events. We started before COVID doing twang tables and we don't charge for that. It's just a way of connecting. I think being from the South and the Southern hospitality, we have a gift of connecting people. And we did that through twang tables and we would just get it, choose an area and just put it out there and say, we're having a twang table. You come, you don't pay anything other than what you buy your food to eat or whatever. And we just converse and we talk and we just build relationships with people. And I really think that's the biggest part of any business is your relationships that you build with people and the connections that you have. So now I can see us doing more things like that. And from that branches off, you know, tons of other other things i mean we've even tossed around the idea of maybe doing like a retreat just to to try that out and just have people come and kind of like the same thing we did with danelle at the kentucky castle is just you know love on people for Mm -hmm. a whole weekend just show them some southern hospitality and have some fun maybe some speakers come in and have program kind of put together but we've even talked about that down the road so you know what? It would be so cool. We've talked about glamping. Do you know what that is, Allison? Oh, is that the camping, <laughs> like the glamorous camping? Is that the? Oh yeah, you'd be having you a chandelier hanging in your tent, and it'd be all fancy. <laughs> as long as there's like indoor plumbing somewhere, like. <laughs> that yeah, was always like. Uh, yeah, I camped true. back in my twenties, and like my only requirement was that they had. You know, like I was fine in the tent, like, and it could be raining, whatever. I would go up in like upstate Michigan and things. And, uh, but as long as there was a like indoor plumbing facility on like the camp. Yeah. You know, I was True. Like, that is important. Yeah. yeah for me, Always. that's important. Like, I'm like, I'm okay with Always. the tent part. I can cook outside. I can do all that stuff. But, you know, like, and that was before these cell phones were such a big thing. So that didn't really matter to me at that point. And, you know, but it was just like, I just have to have like a indoor plumbing. Yeah. <laughs> I don't want to totally. go in the woods and all of a sudden you see a bear or something, you know, like, hey. <laughs> I wanted an outlet because I wanted my blow dryer. And oh, that yeah, was something that it was like, oh my goodness. But yeah, when you have hair that's got its own zip code that'll explode, <laughs> you, you tend to like to I'm have I'm jealous. That. I want hair with its own zip code. <laughs> yeah. See, my hair used to be more like that. And I don't know, it's calmed down in its, its later years, I guess, for some reason. Because back when I was growing up, I was just like, oh, my God. Like, it would. it's very wavy. You know, it's flat iron today, but um, it's wavy typically. And so it would just air dry and like this piece would go over here and this piece would go over here. And so I'd always have to blow dry it. And then people wondered, cause I would go to really short hair cause I just get frustrated. I hate blow drying my hair. So, so now I literally like clip it up to dry it. Like I just put it up and then, and now it actually air dries 
somewhat normally, but then I typically flat iron if I'm going to film this show or something like that. But I understand that I would just be putting a hat on every night, every day. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, like bring the hat, you know, but, um, so, but I think one of the things you said a minute ago, both of you emphasized was the relationships. And I think that's a key piece in any business. I mean, I know here in South Florida, I do a lot of networking. And so that's <clears throat> really been big in building our business is really going out there and meeting people and not really meeting people to quote unquote, get business, but meeting people like maybe they don't need your services at the time, but they need somebody else and like being able to connect. I mean, I know a lot of people down here. So being able to connect people to what they need at the moment, because what I find is then they eventually, you know, if they do need something in the website world or the marketing world or the business coaching world, then they come back to you because they remember you. It's just, they didn't need your services at the moment when you met and you kind of right. stay, stay yeah, in touch absolutely. with them. So. Well, and we actually got an opportunity. We were invited. We had done gifts for Eddie Brown with giving words, Virginia before, and he invited us to come to a retreat that they were having for single moms and their kids. Oh. And I tell you what, <laughs> We got blessed so much from that because mm -hmm. those kids were, it was it this really cool old campground like, and yeah. just to see them, I mean, we were in like a little wooded cabin like thing with bunk beds, Jail. you know, yeah, it was, <laughs> it was one of those things. Good. Yeah. No memory foam mattress or anything. We all woke up a little creaky the next morning, but, um, it was so fun to see these kids, but then the moms, they kind of got a little break that weekend and we just got to enjoy and, you know, make pots of coffee and sit around and, and talk at some point. And so it is about the relationships because some of those moms, you know, we've kept in touch with, they, they wanted to, you know, become friends on Facebook and mm -hmm. it's just, it is, it's, it's about connecting with people and we learn from this. So that helps us when we go down the road, it inspires us mm -hmm. for our mm -hmm. next gifts even sometimes. Well, we designed gift boxes for them. Eddie hired us to design. So a lot of thought went into that and every item yeah. in their box. And they were so appreciative to get those. And it was just really cool to serve in that way. A big part of what we do is also serving. Actually, before we started this business, we were just volunteering in our community and just serving. Remember the one big Thanksgiving or Christmas party yeah. we did for kids in Paris? It was amazing. Just feeding them food and games and <laughs> played with them. And Gail had a friend that had a place that wasn't going to be used on a Sunday afternoon. And so we just set it all up there and helped these moms and these children. And it, it was just amazing. It's a good feeling to do that. Right. So, yeah. Yeah. Part of and another thing we kind of did as far as connecting with people is we started doing twang tips and Gail and I never rehearse any of this. We are definitely not, you know, professionals at all, but that's what makes it so good because they see the human side of us. I used to think vulnerability for myself was a weakness, you know, it, it showed weakness, but I'm learning through all this that's actually a very big strength 
And so we never rehearse these things and we just jump on there and we do it and it messes up and things blow up. Like we did this one and it was the um, outdoor fire pit or the, yeah, the little outdoor fire pits. And it's so cool. And we were doing it inside, doing s'mores and we tagged them. We thought it's called city bonfires. And we thought we are going to tag them and they're going to appreciate us. And he, he messaged us and he's like, uh, so those are for outdoor use only. And I'm like, oh my God. He said, if you would do another video outside, I'll share you out. So I'm like, oh, so we did. And it, it was funny though. And I about burnt my house down in here, but we did a video outside and now we have a business relationship with them. We're ambassadors for their company and we promote their product and we use it a lot. So it was right. just, it's cool how things, you know, a lot of times what you think is your biggest mess turns out to be okay and turns out to even be a message, you know, <laughs> that's a pretty big message. Throw yourself out there. People need who we're created to be. And I, I firmly believe that for everybody. The world needs who you, who God made you to be and you can't worry about what other people think. So that was the whole basis behind Twang Tips. Just give some valuable tips. Some of them are valuable. Some of them aren't. Some of them are just funny. It's just Bill and I on there making mistakes and laughing. It's stuff that we see, you know, we think, oh, we can do that and everything. But I, I think <laughs> probably the the best part about all of this is Vicki had left her job and then I ended up retiring last year. And we both had had careers. You know, I was in banking for like 33 years. Wow. And all of a sudden now at this stage in my life, you know, we've got this business and we're having just so fun. much fun. And there are times when we're ready to pull our hair out when we've got to try to figure something out and we don't have the technology or the capability to, you know, to know something. But we have learned so much because we've had to, you know, dig in mm -hmm. and try to get the answers and stuff. So I think there's a lot to be said about it's never too late. Right. Yeah. To get out there and start a business and just have fun and, you know, meet new people. And because it, in Virginia, when we went and did that retreat, two of the people that we knew from our community came and visited yeah. us that our day on grounders. Sunday before we left town. So it was like so amazing to see them. So cool. The power of networking. And meeting in, in person. Yep. It was awesome. Yeah. No, and I think that's true. You know, a couple of things you said, the, you know, it's never too late. I mean, and I think that's true. I mean, a lot of people I see, you know, like, oh, I'm, you know, over 50. I can't start a business. I mean, I see a lot of people that do start businesses, like, because they're coming out of a career. Um, you know, maybe they got laid off during the pandemic. Maybe, you know, so much happened in the last three years, you know, where people were kind of forced into starting a business, but then they didn't know what to start or what to do or, you know, how do they manage their expertise? And obviously you guys created a career that's completely different than probably what you did in a banking industry. And I don't know what Vicki you did before, but, you know, but that hospitality thing you were probably using in each of your industries, it's just, you know, that wasn't the quote unquote focus per se. Um, you know, so it's well, really it's funny because I've worked in special events and that's what I did okay. in my other job. And Gail is a master chef. And oh. so we, yeah, so Not the, master. is she, is. she has a culinary <laughs> yeah. degree. She just likes to eat She has a culinary something. degree, really? All right. She has yeah, a culinary that's... degree. And so 
we kind of mesh our talents together and we're both very creative people and it just works. I mean, so really yeah. it has been in us all along yeah. and it's yeah. just that God connected yeah. the dots and led us together to create this business and it just works. It's fun. And, and I think too, with me, I, um, when I got out of culinary school, I tried for a while to, I had been laid off from my job. And so, um, you know, in 2009 and 10, when everything hit, I was in the, the real estate part of the commercial banking uh, department. <laughs> and so I lost my job when everything got centralized, but I finished school. So I decided to start my own catering business. Well, there was a lot to be said and we learned a lot along the way. You know, sometimes you, you can cook, but if you're not learning how to, you know, calculate the time that you're spending in, in putting a menu together or the time it takes you to go shop and do. Yeah. And so I think that was just one of the building blocks for me, even though I felt like such a big failure, because after a while, I was just like, I just can't do this because couldn't find people to help you when you had events. And, you know, I've. I've I just really felt like here I am 50 years old. I've gone and gotten this degree and now I'm going to be forced to go back into banking again. But I think it was just one of those things that it set me up for then this season of my life. And I learned a lot. So mm-hmm. you needed me back then. I did. I, did. <laughs> I could at least make you laugh. I ate your food. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. No, I I think that's true. I think everything we learn along the way is, you know, is instrumental in where we are today. Um, But you have to kind of keep being able to see that in that respect. So some people, I think it's hard. They hit that wall and they just fall backwards instead of like, okay, what's the opportunity here? You know, even though the door closed here, like where's Where's the next opportunity? Right, right. That's when you got to lean into your faith, you know, because the job I had previously, I actually, when COVID hit, they did away with my job. So it was a huge surprise and it freaked me out. And I'm thinking, oh my gosh, because I had a company car. I had, you know, we depended on that income. And my husband and I sat down and talked and it was like, you need to finally do what you love doing. And I had kind of done pieces of this because I did corporate gifts for our company for Christmas and things like that. But it was a big lean into my faith moment. And so I chose, they offered me to stay on board at a different position, making half the money. And I just decided to go on faith. And this led me to here and it led us to both, you know, Gail knew her retirement. She had a date when she wanted to retire. And so that's when we knew we could really make this a business to make money. So yeah, yeah, it is funny how the steps line up along the way (laughs) and you mix that with a little faith and you got yourself something (laughs) no matter what it is. Yep, absolutely. And I think the other thing, you know, I really love about what you guys do are the videos. And it's, it's amazing to me how long it takes me to get like a client to think about video. I'm like, you guys gotta, you gotta do video. You gotta do video, you know? And they're like, I don't want to see myself on the video. I don't want to be on video. And, and I've been there myself. Um, yeah, I started this podcast in 2020 cause I saw the opportunity, but it was like literally me talking for like 10 minutes. I was mirroring it off of different podcasts that I had 
um, watch from this business coach and or not watch, but listen to, I should say it was only audio only. And I was like, no way am I doing video. Like that's just not happening. <laughs> you know? And so I did like six or seven episodes and then I got super busy again, you know, it's the beginning of the pandemic. And so all of a sudden then like, you know, fast forward to last year, I was like, Oh, I got to do interviews and I got to go on video. And I'm like, who am I? Like, <laughs> where did that person go? Um, <laughs> You're good at it. Yeah. And I mean, I've gotten better at it. I mean, but I joined, also joined Toastmasters in like fall of 2021 because I decided I'm like, okay, I really want to do more speaking. And I knew I would just freeze. Like if someone would ask you a question in a room full of people, you know, I'd be like, oh, you, you're talking to me, <laughs> you know, that kind of thing. So, you know, yeah. and now I can answer the question. I'm still would prefer to, perf you know, be able to prepare the answer, but I can answer the question and not look like, you know, deer in the headlights <laughs> type of yeah. thing. But I think that's one of the things because I always stress to clients, you know, from a marketing perspective, that video is probably the number one thing out there. You know, if you could just, yes. you know, because sometimes people are like, oh, what's the one thing I can do? And usually there's not just one thing you can do. You usually have to hit it a couple of different ways. But, you know, if you really have to narrow it down to one thing, like do video then if like that's the one thing, um, you know, because that's the best opportunity, depending on your business. I mean, obviously, maybe a banker is not going to do video all the time. But, you know, depending on your business, unless you get commission from, you know, your clients, then maybe you want to do video. But but because you're selling yeah. yourself well, and you're the brand. You. Yeah. yeah. It, it lets them see your human side and just kind of to get to know you. And also it puts humor and laughter back out there. It does for us. <laughs> that's a big reason we do it, too, because. People need to lighten up, you know, in this world and they need to, laughter's good for the soul and we get plenty of that. You know, I'm thinking of that time we decided we were going to do these pumpkins and you cut out the, oh, you cut out the top and you put these floral arrangements in there and everything and they're beautiful. <laughs> so we got the pumpkins, but we didn't realize we got the kind that were styrofoam. They weren't hollow. So Gail's over here sawing into it and I mean stuff flying everywhere and I'm laughing and I'm videoing. <laughs> So we decided it'd be funny to show behind the scenes because it was funny. Right. We were, I, had, I had styrofoam everywhere. But, you know, I think sometimes when we used to have to do lives for um, courses that we were in, I would get really kind of nervous mm -hmm. and I always had kind of like my outline on a big sheet of paper so I could kind of look <laughs> and try to get it all in in two minutes, land the plane, you know. And once we started doing... We had to pivot because we noticed that, you know, our, our on our post where you're just posting pictures of the pretty gifts that you've sent out, we just weren't getting a lot of feedback on them or anything. And, and I guess people would just look at them and scroll right on. But that's about the time that Instagram started being like everybody was doing videos and then went on to reels. And so... Yep. That was our opportunity that we saw. We've got to get out of our comfort zone yep. and we've got to start stepping up and doing. And it was really not difficult at all because we were just being us. Yeah. Yeah. So, well, and I yep. think that's, that's it. You know, I mean, sometimes people are like a solopreneur or, you know, they're the face of the company. So it's them and they're like, what am I going to say? You know, so yeah. because they don't have that person to necessarily bounce off of i mean i think either of you could probably do something without the other person but the video is probably more powerful with the two of you in it together 
um, cause it's that energy and you two make the company. Um, but you know, sometimes people are just like, I don't know what to say. I mean, even, I mean, I even promote doing podcasts cause I'm like, now you have content. Now you can cut it up into smaller pieces of content, you know? So if you can't think yeah. of what like the little pieces are, cause sometimes that's the pain in the butt, then you're like, okay, I got to create another five, you know, two minute pieces of content or something. <laughs> you, know? Yeah. you know, I don't know how often you guys put content out, but uh, I mean, I know I see a lot of it cause all of a sudden I get a notification that you guys have put something out on TikTok or something. And uh, so can you imagine a twang podcast? We did Clubhouse for a while and we had a room every Thursday night and it was really good. But we found that it was starting to we would prepare for those and it was starting to take up a lot more time than we were willing to put out there after a while. So we that kind of phased out. But as Clubhouse, I think, is kind of fizzling out a little bit anyway from what it was. Yeah. But yeah. Well, and I think you just have to figure out where your energy is best served and where your, you know, marketing time. I mean, because obviously we all are limited on time. I mean, that's probably my most precious yeah. you know, commodity at this point in time. So when people, I mean, they're like, oh, I couldn't reach you. I'm like, yeah, my phones are all on do not disturb because <laughs> I'm like, I'm trying to work. <laughs> um, you know, yeah. not to say the phone calls aren't work, but I know my insurance agent's been trying to get a hold of me. They've like sent me emails. They're like, when's a good time to talk? Cause I'm trying to reprice my homeowner's insurance. And I'm like, okay, I'll call you in a minute. <laughs> you know, but, but they're like, I, I can't reach you. Cause I'm like, yeah, sorry. The phone's on do not disturb again. So, yeah. You know, do what I, you gotta do. well, yeah. And I think, you know, each person, each business owner, and I think that's the important thing is you just have to know what your own boundaries are and what you need to do to make the business successful, you know? So that's the key piece. But so as we start to wind down, I always ask this question of um, all my all my guests. So if if you were to give one tip to someone that wants to start a new business, and it could be anything that might have helped you along the way, or maybe you knew to start with, and that really accelerated your journey, what would that be? One tip that I would probably give would be just don't give up too soon. If one thing's not working, sometimes it's just you need to move on, figure out the next thing. Because sometimes, you know, it, it may be just wonderful. In the end, you may wind up with something a lot better than what you initially started with, but just don't give up too soon on that business. Just keep pushing forward and immerse yourself in people who you can learn from that have gone before you and maybe not even the same kind of business, but that, you know, just can give you advice that you can learn along the way. I think that's very critical mm -hmm. too. Yeah, absolutely. And to get involved in groups, um, we're big in with Danelle Delgado and her group, and it gives you a sense of community and the Rise and Grind group. And I think, too, just go with your heart, you know, go with your gut and just lead out with your heart. Because anytime you do that, it, it might not be the thing, but it's going to lead you to what is the thing. And so I know we listen to Mel Robbins. We listen to Ed Milet, their podcast. Um, 
both of us do. And we get so much value from that. I mean, we're geeks. We take notes. And I think do that. You know, find a, a person or two that you really can relate to and listen to their podcast and, and take those notes and do the steps because everything's figure outable <laughs> and doable. So, yeah. yeah. And like she said, don't give up. Do not give up. Keep going. Because a lot of times it's just going to be that very next thing, that very next hour that you work or the very next push that is going to be the big door that opens. Right. So if we had given up in the very beginning, we wouldn't have been through some of the biggest doors. We've entered rooms that we know we're not qualified to be in. <laughs> but for some reason, we're there and we were put there right. for a reason and for a purpose and we just go with it. And yeah. I don't know, I think our fun-loving energy and our big hearts puts us in spots that we would normally be afraid to even go in. So listen to your gut. No, I think that's that's powerful. And I think that's so true. So if anyone wanted to get in touch with you guys or order from you guys, what's the best way to do that? So our website is Twang Sisters and it's T-W-A-N-G-S-I-S-T-A-S dot com. <laughs> And then our merch store is it's a twang thang, T H A N G dot com. And that's where you get, and our website is linked, the store is linked there as well. And okay. social media, we're on Facebook and Instagram, both as the Twang Sisters. So they can sisters, sisters, yeah. and they can check us out. Gotta get the sisters right. <laughs> sisters, because we're a little holy and a little hood. <laughs> You guys crack me up. <laughs> it's funny because it's true. <laughs> but thank you both oh, for joining me today. I appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you for having us. Yes, we've enjoyed it. Yeah. And thank you, everyone, for and joining thank you, you for using for us in our business, too, and calling on yeah. us to help you twang people. Yeah. We really appreciate that. You know yeah. firsthand that well, we I do. We're who we say we are. Yep. No, I love the customization. So I'm still thinking about something for my mom. I still got to figure out what that is, but she doesn't need stuff. So I got to figure out what that, what that is. <laughs> um, but thank you everyone for joining us on the Dream Plan Star Grow show. I love working with new business owners or those who want to start a business. So if you have any questions for me, please go to dreamplanstarkgrow.com and sign up for a complimentary consultation. And I look forward to seeing you next time. Thanks for tuning in to the Dream Plan Start Grow podcast with Allison Turner. If you like what you heard, make sure to subscribe and leave a review. Join the Dream Plan Start Grow community by following us on Facebook or Instagram at Dream Plan Start Grow. See you in the next episode.